counting his blessings several times a day. This is a lovely part of the country. My parish is five separate villages spread over quite a big area. It's going to take me ages to get the hang of them all. Baffington's the biggest, and the prettiest. I still feel I've stumbled under the lid of a chocolate box every time I go there. It has quite a good-sized congregation, and it's where my parish secretary lives. As far as the people of Baffington are concerned, I'm their full-time vicar, and the other parishes can go without. Unfortunately, they've had their way for years, and the other four have very much lost heart. I see, smiled Laura. Very Christian. I'll just have to do all I can to improve their spiritual health, won't I? He squared his shoulders, and Laura thought he looked dreadfully young. She couldn't remember the last time she'd met a vicar under forty-five. So, what's the plan? she asked. Don't let me get in your way. You've obviously got masses to do. Masses? he repeated, cocking his head sideways. I think you'll find that's the other lot. The joke reminded Laura of the teenager Keith had been. Immersed in the more serious end of science fiction and fantasy in films and books. Always thoughtful and questioning. He'd enjoyed playing with words even then. Very funny, she said affectionately. So you've seen my mother, have you? he asked her, in a quick change of subject. Does she know you're here? Laura gave him a direct look. Yes, she knows. She's hoping I'll argue her case, seeing as how I'm the same generation as her. I'm more of a kind of aunt to you in her eyes. Keith groaned. Can't she understand it's far too late now? It's done. I'm here. It's my life as well as my vocation and my source of income. It's who I am. She finds it all dreadfully embarrassing. Laura explained. She's always been such a rationalist. Yes, yes, I know, he said impatiently. I didn't do it deliberately to snub her. Surely she must see that. I admire her work and her strength of mind I always have. But I'm grown up now. I must follow my own course. Laura sighed. To be honest with you, I think she's dug herself into such a deep hole... She needs somebody like me to get her out of it, without losing too much face. I hope we can think of a way to mend a few bridges while I'm here. Keith laughed. Sounds as if you'll be very busy, being a ladder as well as a bridge mender. Laura joined his merriment. Oh, Keith, you haven't changed, she said happily. He coloured slightly at this and shook his head. I think you'll find I have he said with a hint of a sigh. Life is really rather earnest these days. Laura regarded him sternly. Maybe true, but you mustn't let it get out of balance. You have to have some fun as well, or you'll grow old before your time. You're right, he agreed not quite convincingly. Now let's bring your bag in and have some tea, and then I'll take you to see Baffington. An hour later on the road to Baffington, Laura asked, How long have you been here now?
Can you give me a character sketch of all your main parishioners yet? He laughed. I've been here exactly a month. The main event this week is the Baffington Fate. It's a fundraiser for the church, and I'm supposed to be the chief organiser. Quite honestly, I haven't got the least idea of what I meant to do. They didn't cover fate organising on my theology course. There was a move to make some sort of historical pageant out of it, but it hasn't worked out. All to do with village politics, I suspect. One or two people seem particularly disappointed about it, and I can't help feeling they blame me. I'm sure that isn't so. Besides, fates are easy, Laura breezed. You'll see. The whole thing will run by itself. People just turn up on the day with their old books and jigsaws, and somebody produces one of those wiggly wire things in a battery, and a local farmer brings his pig for you to guess the...